It's worth knowing what's really going on. This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Donald Trump has been indicted in Atlanta. We have so many court dockets to follow, but we haven't really seen anything yet. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has covered every moment of this historic case. I've been writing about this investigation for two and a half years. Our team is led by reporters Bill Rankin and Tamar Hallerman. Follow our coverage on AJC.com and listen to new in-depth episodes of the award-winning podcast, Breakdown, the Trump Indictment, only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. You all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. This is Access Atlanta. Every week, we share some of the best places to eat, play, and live out loud in the ATL. And of course, we go behind the scenes and find the stories that show Atlanta is one of a kind. Welcome to Access Atlanta. I'm your host, Shane Harrison. We've changed the way we do our podcast. That means we're recording it remotely from our homes, but we've also changed what we're talking about in the podcast, since we've always prided ourselves on providing guidance on things to do in and around Atlanta, and because most venues, theaters, and attractions are closed, we're going indoors, and in some cases where it's practical, outdoors to places where it's easy to practice social distancing. Last week, Emmy-nominated actress and author Nisi Nash tweeted this, I wish America loved black people the way they love black culture. As the deaths of Ahmaud Arbery, George Floyd, and Breonna Taylor demonstrate, we still have a lot of work to do in that regard. But it's true that black culture has been embraced and, at times, exploited by Americans. A glance at the pop chart makes that clear. Without the work of African-American artists, the world would sound entirely different and far less vibrant. June is Black Music Month, also known as African American Music Appreciation Month, and it was first established in 1979 under President Jimmy Carter. Here to talk about how it got started, what some local music and media personalities had to say about it, and ways to mark the month, is Melissa Ruggieri. Welcome. Hi, Shane. So, this uh, it's Black Music Month, and um, so how did this whole thing get started? Um, you know, it's been quite a while now. Yeah, it's the 41st anniversary or the annual commemoration of it. And it was started back in 79 by three people. This woman, Diana Williams, she is a music industry professional an African-American music and popular culture expert. She was in radio at the time and a DJ from Cleveland, Ed Wright, and Kenny Gamble of Philadelphia's famed Gamble and Huff production team, which we've all heard so many of their recordings. And they all got together and felt like there needed to be something to really symbolize African-American music and to just take the month to look back on, you know, the creations of the past and appreciate it. And every year that has sort of been building. So the history becomes longer and longer, obviously. And a couple of years ago, they announced in Nashville that the National Museum of African-American Music would be opening, and it's actually set to open on Labor Day in downtown Nashville. And Diana Williams is on the board of the museum, which obviously is no coincidence, and because you know she's been so involved with this from the very beginning. 
And as far as I understand, it is still on target to open on Labor Day. It, you could go online now to their website and purchase tickets if it's something that you want to plan a trip for the fall and feel like you're ready to go travel there. It's going to be a 56,000 square foot venue honoring the history of black music. So they're going to have everything from, you know, the, the going back to the roots of black music to current rap and hip hop and R&B and, every, you know, everything in between. And I don't know as much about it yet because they, they haven't really sent out too much information or about what exactly is going to be in there. But if you check out the website, like I said, you know, you could find out what it's about and if it's something that you think you might want to check out. So, I mean, there, there are so many ways to celebrate Black Music Month. And I talked to a couple of people this week. I talked to Frank Ski from V103, and I talked to Sean Garrett, who is a big producer who's from Atlanta. He's the guy who wrote Usher's Yeah, and a bunch of Beyonce songs and you know, Pussycat Dolls. He's somebody you know who's been very, very active in the business for 20 years. And you know, they both had the, the same thoughts about celebrating it this month. It's sort of a, a weird timing of the intersection of everything that's been going on with the protests and the riots following the death of George Floyd and a celebration of something like they, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of incongruous <laughs> with each other and, and they're aware of that, but they also want to use this month to maybe look back and remember. And as Frank Ski said, you know, they're, there are songs out there that speak to what's going on and what's going on is not new. And he said, you know, we've been here several times before and there have always been songs that have come out of it. So he's hoping that maybe the hip hop community of today will get together and do something collaborative to really speak out about everything that's been happening. And he said someone reached out to him on social media and referenced the 1989 song Self-Destruction. That, I don't know if you remember that. I actually had to look it up. I remembered it, but I didn't remember all the details about it. But they, there was a movement called Stop the Violence that KRS-One spearheaded. And all these hip-hop artists got together to do this song, Self-Destruction. And he's hoping that maybe something like that will come out of this. And Sean, and like Sean Garrett said, look, you know, we, we've got to survive this, what's going on, because it is time for change. And he referenced a change is going to come from Sam Cooke which of course is you know, a song that resonates so deeply even still today. And he said, you know, how can we not expect change through music? And, and I think, you know, he's really right about that. He said he spent last weekend listening a lot to Marvin Gaye's what's going on. And he just feels that the beauty of music is that it's so emotionally connected to life. And it says that life repeats itself over and over again. And he wants people to kind of stop and think about that with whatever they might choose to pull out to listen to this month or go through their record collection and just find their own way to to really sort of honor the, the history of, of where Black music came from and just how important and meaningful it is right now, especially. Right. Yeah, well, it's it, it's it's interesting um, that, you know, we talk about the, the, I've seen so much of Marvin Gaye's What's Going On has come up so much over the past week or so. Mm -hmm. um, I see lots of people listening to it. They, they, you know, reference it online and, you know, it just goes to show how timely some of that music still is. And in some ways, that's a sad thing. Mother, mother. There's too many of you crying Brother, brother, brother There's far too many of you dying you know, it shows the power of music uh, over the generation. Absolutely. And, you know, and something else Frank Ski said that you know, like there's two things at odds with each other now. You know, I mean, you, you want to immerse yourself 
in the socially conscious songs and really remember, you know, what what's happening and how and how, it you know, we have been here before. But then, like Frank said, you also want to reach out to the songs that are comforting. And he told me a funny story about how last weekend his wife made him watch the Will Packer movie, The Photograph, which is, you know, a love story type of thing. And he said, you know, I'm not usually into that kind of stuff, but it was her turn to pick. So <laughs> I let her pick it. And he said, but the soundtrack is just filled with these classic soul and R&B songs from Luther Vandross and Patti LaBelle and, and all those artists that he grew up listening to. And he really took comfort in that. And, you know, we've all gone through these last few months of the pandemic and being in our houses. And, you know, so, so many people who are music fans have taken the opportunity to dig through their collection and find things that maybe they haven't listened to in a long time and, and take that as comfort for what we've been experiencing since March. But now it oh, takes on a second layer of, of comfort by doing it, you know, to, to try and get us through the, the feelings that we have right now. And, you know, he referenced the fact that once the pandemic started, a few weeks after it started, everybody, a lot of the DJs, himself included, went online and started doing these DJ sets like the versus battles and, um, you know, all the ones that we've been hearing about. And Frank said that doing those Instagram sets, everybody was playing old school music because that seemed to keep you on Instagram the longest. <laughs> that seemed that seemed to be the thing that people wanted to listen to. So if people wanted to listen to it then, he also feels like people are going to want to listen to some of those classic things now because we all seek comfort and familiarity. And and this is certainly a time of very raw feelings that I think so many people, you know, are going to be seeking that out. So yeah, it, you know, it's if we had talked about this, you know, on, about Black Music Month another year, that may be a different conversation. But that said, there are still several things that are going to be happening this month to acknowledge it in in a more celebratory way. Some programming that is going to be taking place, like Sirius XM on within all of their urban stations. They have various things that are happening just as far as interviews and little snippets. And you could check all that out on their website. And Frank said that on V103, they're importing these little vignettes from artists and, you know, having little interview clips that they're going to be playing throughout the month. And he said that in itself sort of reminds him of, oh, yeah, <laughs> I haven't heard from him in a while. I might want to go check out his songs and stuff. So um, do, do, would you like me to tell you about some of the other things that <laughs> that you can check out? Yes. Let's let's what what else is going on that celebrates Black <laughs> Music Mind? You know, when I lived in Richmond, it was really the first time that I had become familiar with go-go music and Chuck Brown because it was still very popular in Richmond, even though it, you know, it originated in DC, which was only a couple of hours away. And at the time that wasn't a style of music that I really knew much about. So I was really thankful that I got to immerse myself a little bit in it over the years of being there because I would hear so much about go-go and, and Chuck Brown. So TV one is airing an original documentary on June 21st at eight and 10 PM called the beat don't stop. And it's all about the history of go-go music. And of course, the one and only Chuck Brown, because he is the godfather <laughs> of Go-Go. So that's a cool thing that you could check out. The National Museum of African American Music, which I mentioned earlier, they crafted a Spotify list that's called Black and Proud, Black Music Month 2020. And that's got songs on there from Janelle Monet, James Brown, Laverne Baker, Big Freedia. It's, 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 uh, you know, it's probably about 20 songs that you could go on to Spotify, search for Black and Proud, Black Music Month 2020, and call that up. And then Bounce TV is celebrating throughout the month 
with a whole bunch of films, including Cadillac Records, which, of course, if you recall, Beyonce is Edda James, most F is, is Chuck Berry, Lady Sings the Blues, the incomparable Diana Ross is Billie Holiday, uh, Idlewild with Big Boy and Andre 3000 of Outcast. We got our local guys in there, too. And you could go to BounceTV.com for, for dates and TVs, uh, dates and times on that. And then Brown Sugar is affiliated with Bounce. They're the streaming service that's affiliated with Bounce. And they are actually going to be free for the month for anyone who accesses the service through Xfinity X1. And actually, I'm sorry, they're, they're free from June 15th to June 21st, not the not the entire month. And they, they've got some really interesting programming. Al Green's Everything's Gonna Be All Right, which is a 1991 performance, some old stuff that they found there. The Wine-Ins, The Lost Concert from 1984. And then they have... A couple of documentaries uh, on Michael Jackson and on Prince, and they've also got a huge list of things that will be available for streaming. So you can go to brownsugar.com for that full list of shows and performances. And then something that's happening this week on Thursday, it's a live concert. It's called Let's Stay In Together. (laughs) It's a benefit for the Apollo Theater. It was originally scheduled to take place on Tuesday, but because of Blackout Tuesday, they moved it to Thursday. And it's something that the Apollo Theater and Gibson are putting on. And it's a performance lineup that includes Captain Kirk Douglas from The Roots, Gary Clark Jr., Cool in the Gang, Michael McDonald, Keb Moe, and then there are going to be appearances from Dionne Warwick, Dougie Fresh, Teddy Riley. And it's a free stream that will be on the Apollo Theater's website, apollotheater.org, and also through Tidal. So if you've got either though, you know, if you want to just go to the website or if you have Tidal, you can check it out there. From what I understand, it is going to be available to watch even after the live stream on Thursday. So I wouldn't wait too long to do it. Perhaps this weekend, hop on there <laughs> and check it out. So those are just some of the things that, you know, if you want to bookmark from now to check out throughout the rest of the month and of course you know we all have our own record collections <laughs> right i was gonna say it's like if, if you know if, if you miss any of these you know event type things or or whatever there's always uh, your own record collection or you know cds streaming whatever there's uh, so much music out there that you can you know pull out to uh to mark the month Oh, yeah. I was just saying that, you know, there's there's, you know, your own record collection, your, you know, streaming services, whatever. There are so many other ways that you can uh, mark the month. Just, uh, you know, pull out your own music and and play it. Absolutely. And both of the guys I spoke to reiterated just how much of a healing factor that music is. And, you know, when I was doing this story, I reached out to a lot of the people I, I talk to normally, like Dallas Austin or Big Boy and you know, their, their reps came back to me and said, you know what, they're just not really in the headspace to do it. And, and I, and I, you know, to talk about this and I understand that. And, but I also do think, you know, like, like Frank and Sean said, we need music now. And this is a great opportunity to, to find what we need to make us feel better. And maybe, you know, glean some insight from some of these greats from the past about what's going on in the country right now, because we have been here before <laughs> and it's, it's hard to, it's hard to see change, but when you listen to Sam cook, you have a little bit of hope that it's going to be there. You know, it's been a long, a long time coming, but I know a change gonna come. Yeah. Yeah. It just, uh, you know, it all makes me want to, to pull out the Marvin Gaye or the Curtis Mayfield or the Sam cook. Um, you know, it's like that stuff, is it's both comforting and you know uh, a reminder that that uh, that change is still you know something that's needed. 
All right. Well, um, thanks so much for uh, taking the time to talk with me about Black Music Month. Sure. I'm glad that, you know, we got to delve into what people can do this month to honor it. Yeah. And uh, and you have a, a story that uh, that we'll have on AJC.com as well, right? Yes. In Friday's Do Guide section and then on the AJC Music Scene blog, you can check that out on Friday. Right. Cool. Well, thanks so much. And uh, go celebrate Black Music Month. Uh, listen to some great music. There's nothing normal about our new normal, but AJC.com is the same trusted source you've always had. And we have just as much great content, if not more. That's why each week I'll highlight my personal picks for the best things to do, see, and experience. And the stories are easy to find on AJC.com. Rodney Ho catches up with former Athens resident and UGA grad Titus Burgess of the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Burgess talks about his new animated series, Central Park, from the creators of Bob's Burgers. Burgess also chats about his move to the other side of the Hudson River from Harlan to New Jersey. Get more at the radio and TV talk blog on AJC.com. Dating is not easy no matter the time or place, but in these times, it's even more difficult. Zoom, FaceTime, and other online tools mean it's easy to meet virtually, but it's never the same as in-person chats and dinners. Freelancer Mary Welch talks with some locals about dating in this pandemic era and, as one recently single guy puts it, quote, when you meet someone in person, their voice is different and you can tell from body language and mannerisms if it's going well. You can't get that energy through a Zoom chat, unquote. See how single folks are coping with this new dating landscape and get tips if you're in the same boat. You'll find the story at AJC.com. Home repair emergencies don't care that there's a pandemic going on and things still need to get fixed. What do you do? Well, you call someone to repair them. But how do you get those necessary fixes done safely for both you and the person making those repairs? Rosalind Bentley investigates, asking doctors and researchers for their best advice on protecting yourself and others in an emergency repair situation. It all starts with asking questions about safety procedures. Find out more at AJC.com. In the world of food and drink, our beer expert Bob Townsend delves into the world of hard seltzer with more than a hint of trepidation. White Claw has become a phenomenon, and now smaller breweries are getting in on the game by taking that mass-produced and often artificially flavored beverage and turning it into a craft brew. Scofflaw, Second Self, and Sweetwater are among the local breweries taking a stab at the market that Claw has been dominating. Read about the results in Bob Townsend's look at local hard seltzers. You'll find all of this and more at AJC.com. For more things to do in and around Atlanta, go to AJC.com. Our senior editor is Nicole Smith. Podcast edited by Bria Felicien. Music by Bo Emerson and Billy Guin. And I'm your host, Shane Harrison. Join us next week for more Access Atlanta. Thank you.